Welcome to We Hear Her. I am Erin Trenbeth Murray. And I am Jennifer Bean. We're here today with another amazing woman who's sharing her story and insights to lessons learned. Hi, everyone. I'm here today with Jenny Tanner of Tanner Glass and Hardware. And she does amazing things in our community with her business. Um, she uplifts women in all kinds of different ways. But honestly, um, I want to be Jenny Tanner's friend. You are so fun. You are a light when you walk into the room. And I would love to know, how did you land in the seat beside me today? Tell me about who you are, <laughs> where you come from. Well, where do you want to start? I yeah, and that's a that's a long. That's a big question. Yeah, you that's and I would ask. be like, that's a big timeline. You're that takes about. wine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too bad we don't have it right here. For me, that takes wine. <laughs> Most people can do it naturally. I have to. The more I You're drink like, wine, the on, more I can talk. On glass too, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, I have had a hundred jobs in my life. I was a flight attendant for Delta Airlines. I lived in Atlanta for 10 years. Oh, wow. I was, um, I, I had my first job at 13 years old working at Bratton Seafood Restaurant on 7th East and 4th South. And here, uh, right here in Salt Lake? Yes. Was that legal? I was, or you made it legal? I, well, I think <laughs> it was legal. I washed dishes. And then wow, you were a hard worker. I was, yeah, and I think my pay, rate of pay was a dollar fifteen or something ridiculous like that. So I'd get yeah. these thirty dollar checks once a month, and <laughs> but at thirteen, hey, you hey, know, that's a lot of money. It was a lot of money. <laughs> um, I've but I've been around the world. I was really lucky to travel with Delta so much, and I I never really knew what I wanted to be when I grew up, and I, I tried. Ask you that. I tried everything. I wasn't that kid that at four years old, I wasn't a, a prodigy, a musical prodigy. I wasn't, I just wanted to do everything. My level of ADHD is, is at a really high level. You're like, and I keep operating up here. I do. <laughs> I do. I see squirrels a lot. But and, and you chase them. <laughs> I do. I, I do. I, yes, I can be in the middle of something really time sensitive and I get up and go look for something else to do. It drives me, it drives me crazy. You're like, I can't imagine how other people feel about it. it yeah, yeah. But it, I, ha, like I say, I've had a hundred different jobs and I just realized when I lived in Atlanta that I hadn't met the man of my dreams. I had lived there for 10 years. I loved living in Atlanta. It was a really fun place to live. Yeah. I had great friends, but it was time for me to move home. My brother and his wife had just had a baby yeah. and my dad owned a company and said, do you want to come? work for me as a sales rep. So I moved back. And that's Tanner Glass and Hardware. It's not. Oh. It, it's not. My dad had a different company and his company was called TNT Sales. Okay. And he had a partner and they did not like each other. Oh, that's they, tough. They did not get along. They had, they had been in business for 27 years and just did not like each other. Wow. And so I started calling on the Park City area as a sales rep, selling doorknobs, peddling my doorknobs. <laughs> And, I, and you're right, not a lot of four-year-olds say, I'm going to sell doorknobs when I grow up. Right. Well, not a lot of 30-year-olds do either. <laughs> I just needed you're a like, job I when I, I moved anymore. home. <laughs> exactly. And uh, they didn't get along, so we ended up starting our own company. They shut down that company, and we started Tanner Glass and Hardware as a family. Okay. My dad, my husband, my brother, and I. 
and we took some of the accounts with us that I had cultivated yeah. and nurtured. And yes. So they came with us. So we really didn't start Tanner Glass with nothing. We had accounts. We took some of the receivables and we all worked really hard to make Tanner Glass thrive. And the recession came. 2008. 2008 was a really tough time for us. My brother got sick. Um, he ended up passing away in 2011. Oh. And in 2012, my dad said, I just don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. And so I purchased the company from him. And I, at that time, started growing the business. The recession was starting to be done. And, and we, yes, we were, we were seeing our way through it and coming back. And we, um, I started doing diff different things with the company. I opened a picture framing business. A lot of my builders wanted to have framed mirrors. And oh. I was purchasing the already built frames. Yeah. But my ADHD got a hold of me and said, <laughs> I, when I, I'm the type of person, when I want to do something, I just do it right then just and there. And I just do me. it. it I don't want to wait for the bureaucracy and the stamped <laughs> paper of approved or denied. I just right. do it. Yeah, I love that. And I didn't like waiting to have someone else make these frames. And I didn't like being <laughs> beholden to someone else. And I said, well, let's just start a b business of our own. Yeah. And Clearly, that'll be the quicker way to go. It, and it was. <laughs> and, it and, it's, was. and it's more profitable. We have yeah. a lot of artists and photographers that bring their artwork into us along. Do you do that at your location? We do. In Midvale? Okay. Yes. So we have two locations. We have our Park City showroom, and then we also have our Midville location, which is the primary location. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, good deal. And then I also started a commercial storefront business as well. We were already doing residential glass and mirrors, and I thought, well, why not start doing commercial storefront? Yeah. So we've done, we did a lot of uh, stores down at City Creek. Okay. Um, we do a lot of retail business work, and it makes up about 25% of our total business now. The commercial side of it? It does. Mm -hmm. that's, and that's just been in the last five or so years? or Probably nine years. Nine years, okay. I, I think it was after, I, I sort of did those simultaneously with the, with the picture framing and the, yeah. and the commercial storefront. What does your dad think of how the business has grown and evolved? My dad is a nervous Nelly all the time because <laughs> it's construction and because yes. in my dad's generation in their era, mm -hmm. they always did things on a handshake. Yes. And my dad got taken quite For a bit. Okay. A, a lot of people, he didn't have paperwork documenting that they had agreed for, you know, to, to gotcha. do business together, not credit applications or promises to pay on anything. And, but that's the way it was done back there. I remember that. And, I, I remember that. And I don't, I don't do my business. I don't run my business like that. You create a little bit more of a safety net. We do. We, we have uh, systems in place that prevent people from not paying us. Very good. And very good. I like so, the way you twist that. <laughs> so he's, he's very grateful for the fact that his name out there is, is, getting more well-known all of the time. He is very proud uh, when he when he drives down the freeway and he sees a Tanner Glass and Hardware Glass truck, his heart just swells. Oh, and I can't even imagine because I, I live really close to your Midvale location. I pass it twice a day on my way to work and my way home. And every time I'm like, I know her. I know Jenny Tanner. <laughs> I love. So I can only imagine how proud he is. I love when I see trucks driving down yeah, the road. And so I know that it, it makes him very proud. 
Yeah. Well, I want to go back to one thing you said um, that I thought was interesting about your dad's response, and that was, "I want to, I, I want to be done. I'm not having fun anymore." And the fact that you he used that word and you remembered it, and that I see you always in whatever space you're in having fun. What is what is like some? What are some of the most fun things that you do? Um, as a professional. And then I want to talk about as a, you know, just a, a fun lady in town. <laughs> I think it's interesting how you evolve as you age into different aspects of, I went through the phase of really wanting to grow my business. I was in the 10,000, uh, the Goldman Sachs oh, 10,000 right. small business program back in 2012. And I, I was in the phase, my dad was gone, I was on my own, and I really knew how important it was for me to grow this business. Yeah. I look at being a business owner as, I have 65 employees right now, and I feed 65 families. Pe families. Yes, you do. And I look at that as a very important part of who I am, and I take it very seriously. Um, I, I, owning a small business is not what it's cracked up to be. Yeah. There are times at 11 o'clock on a Friday night that I'm sitting at my computer working and I, I'm, I'm not sure that I know that every small business owner it has, has to do that. At has some point. to do exactly. But as my business has grown and as I have put managers in place mm -hmm. and, and felt comfortable and, and taken baby steps to leave town for a while and yeah. see how they do without me. <laughs> and, and the confidence has grown in right. me that I can actually step away. So in this part of my life, the fun that I have in my professional life is honestly giving back. That's oh. where I am right now. My business takes care of itself. I manage it. Very little I come in. Because you put a lot of things in place to help it run like that. Yeah. Yes. We have, we have definite processes that are followed. Yeah. But right now, I'm having probably the most fun in my professional life that I ever had. I, was, I worked on an incredible project last year that literally changed my life. I want to ask you about that because I first met you at the house that she built. And I, I'm a daughter of a building contractor. And I walked through that house and I was immediately impressed with how it looked and how well it was done. Um, but not more impressed than I was with the passion in which you described it. And you took us through the house explaining how hard it was to get this drywaller, how, how hard it was you know, to stay true to the mission that everyone who put their hands and their expertise on this house was a woman. Yes, that is true. And I was so impressed by the pride that you took in making this possible for women. So tell me about how, how it changed your life. I could only imagine. Well, the first part that changed my life was going to these meetings and meeting all of these new women that worked in the construction industry alongside of me but that I never knew before. When I was working for my dad's previous company and being a sales rep in Park City, when I would go and walk through a house to field measure showers and mirrors and yeah. count all the door hardware, 
all of I never saw women on the job site, and men always made the assumption, oh, she must be the designer, or the, oh, maybe that's the homeowner. That's such a good point. And such a male-dominated industry. Nobody ever thought that I was a trade working in the field. So l- meeting these women and actually getting to know them and becoming friends with them and having so much in common with the things that we had experienced in, yeah. in working in the industry made a connection th- with us that was really strong and it was a bond and one of one uh, of the yeah. ladies uh that's in our group um she said and it and it, it rings so true for me i found my tribe yes and i recently just found my tribe did you and isn't it a crazy feeling it is and yet it's so it feels so safe and secure and it feels like such an opportunity to be who you are authentically. So this tribe of yours, are, and they were the ones who worked on this house. Yeah, there were probably, well, there were more than 100 women that actually worked on the house. From, from just maybe coming for a couple of days to those of us that worked on it every single day. Completion. Yeah, yeah, we had a design team. We had five interior designers. We had three general contractors that were all women that build on a daily basis custom homes. They are custom home builders. And and that's a very unique thing to find. And all of them came from their fathers that were builders or families that were builders and wanted to get into the industry because they loved it so much. I think the thing that drove us the most was the reason behind what we were doing. And that was to get other young women into the construction industry. There are fewer than 3% of women that work in construction in the entire United States. And it's such a small number. It is a really small number. When you take away, there's 10.3% actually. (laughs) But when you take away the designers and the realtors, it leaves 3% that actually work in the field on a daily. Right, plumbers, electricians, drywallers. Yes. So that was my passion. I didn't even think about my life prior being that I work in construction. I, selling doorknobs, you don't really think that you're <laughs> in contributing cons- in that way. Right. Yeah. Uh, because or in I, an industry. Because yeah. I think of builders as out there building homes, setting forms, pouring concrete and, and yes. physically working. And so I thought, well, I just sell doorknobs. That's, that's not that's really, not really cons- yeah. construction, yeah. but it is. It is. And so finding that tribe and having all of us have so much in common and so many similar stories to, to share with each other. And m- such a commitment and to we the were, project. Yes, yeah. we were very committed. It was very exciting to think that once we sold this home, that we would donate a percentage to domestic violence charities. We would donate, give scholarships and grants to young women to help them get into the trades. Not every young woman is meant to go to college. And one of my daughters being one of them. I have a daughter that's up at the University of Utah and college was absolutely what she wanted to do. The other one is just like me. She has ADHD and she has- I wanna do it all. She came to me and said, please don't make me go to college, mom. I, the, the, the four years of doing homework would, would make stifle you almost. Yeah. Yeah. She just is not a great student because she darts all over the place (laughs) and she's incredibly creative and, and, and very, very smart, but she's not a homework kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, well, what a hypocrite I would be to force Force her her. to go to college. So now I have all this college money that I get to spend. (laughs) I love it, I love it. What is it like being um, a mother of daughters? 
for me, mm -hmm. it was an incredible journey. It and still is. We're still on it, huh? Yes, yeah. we are. Uh, they're both seniors, one in college and one in high school. And I, I'm starting to have angst about Hannah graduating from high school yeah. because getting up at six o'clock in the morning and I, I, so I'm still that mom that gets her up and makes okay. sure that she has breakfast mm -hmm. and at mm -hmm. 17 years old <laughs> and none of her You're friends. Like, I'm clearly parents. aware of what I'm doing here. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy being their mother. I, Haley has moved away and yeah. she comes home for Sunday dinner and mm -hmm. We snuggle on the couch yeah. and she has a little dog that is grandma's girl and Aww. she jumps up on my lap and I am still very close to my daughters. I was really lucky and that we had a very close connection yeah. from from birth on. And yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I feel so lucky that I have children that love me and that want to still hang around with me. Isn't that the truth? We, and we travel together. We, one of the things I'll never forget, my parents growing up, and it's something that you don't know is really true until you're a grown up and go, oh wow, that really was true. You're like, wow. <laughs> my, my parents always said that traveling together as a family, going on vacations, it permeates your brain and you absolutely remember those trips mm -hmm. and you have a connection with your family. And, and they always felt like traveling was an education for us, sure. learning what the other, how, how other people in other cultures feel. different. So yeah. my family, my mom and dad were great, and we had a very small family. It was just me and my brother. And I know that a lot of families that have larger, have a lot of kids and larger families, they can't, can't do that. They can't do that. But yeah. we were fortunate enough to, even when times were tough in the, in the Carter years, in the Jimmy Carter yes. years for my yes. dad, when interest rates were 18%, he still made sure that we took a vacation. And so I've done that with our, with our family. And um, sometimes families don't travel well together, Yeah. but our family travels really well together. And I we've been that. all over the world. And I've wanted my children to experience what, the, what other cultures live like and, and yeah. that we're very, very lucky to live the life that we live. Yeah, I love, I love that commitment to experiencing things together. Those are the things that you, that register, like you said, in your mind, but also stay in your heart and keep it full. Yeah. yeah. I remember vacations from when I was little. I and I, I really, yeah. I really want for my girls to feel that same way and remember, yeah. oh, remember when we went, did this with mom and dad and remember when mom did this stupid thing. That's what I want <laughs> right. for them to remember when they're raising their children. Right. I think that's, I, I think that's so admirable. I'm trying to do the same thing too. I think about, um, I'm curious what you, you and you've brought up your father several times in this conversation. Um, how are you alike and how are you different from your dad? I don't have a mustache. I, and that's the only difference. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> You're a little prettier than he is. I'll, I'll have to tell you, my mom passed away a couple of years ago, but I will walk by a mirror and oh, really? I glance and I look at myself and I, I see my mom. But my personality is so much more like my father. Yes, the drive. I'm. I have always had a very strong work ethic. That my father taught my brother and I. You work for your living. You yeah, don't. You, you don't sit on your laurels and wait for someone to give you something. Yeah. And we have always been that way. And I. I feel like maybe not 
today, but, <laughs> but a year ago, I worked harder than any employee I had. I believe you. I saw you in that house and the way you spoke of it and interacted um, with your, who was your partner there at the time? I'm trying to remember. It was maybe Kat or Natalie or- Natalie. It was Natalie. Natalie. And um, I don't know if you get told this, Jenny, but you could feel that your hands were on every part of that project. And you just would lose yourself in describing it. You knew the drywaller, you also, oh, and the wall with everyone's signatures in the mechanical room. Yes. And you, you knew where the pillow came from, you knew who did the drywall, you knew who put the decor on the mantle. Yeah, I did. You committed your full self to that project and it was so evident. But I'll tell you, I was really lucky that I had that opportunity to do that. And if I hadn't had such a wonderful team at Tanner Glass that I knew was running my company every day, I, I was there all the time. We were there on Saturdays and Sundays working when other women couldn't and we had to follow a schedule. We had committed to be yeah. in the Utah Valley Parade of Homes and we knew that and we had were. to meet this deadline and we were all very committed to meeting that deadline. It wasn't, it wasn't about, well, I guess if it doesn't happen, that's okay. It, we, Par for the course. We never yeah. ever had that type of belief. We were very driven, all of us. I could, I could feel that when I walked in there and I want to thank you for opening your door to the house that she built so that I could learn to know you. I can't wait to keep getting to know you better. And thanks today for sharing the life that she built. Thank you. It's yours. Thank you. Thank you for taking time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more at womenwhosucceed.org. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Clark and Christine Ivory Foundation.